Hi, I'm UFC commentator John Gooden. What's up, guys? This is CFFC middleweight champ Aaron Jeffrey. Hey, I'm Mitch Chilson, and you are listening to SC Facts Speaks 2. SC Facts Speaks 2. Okay, I'm here with Ali and Blanco fighting Pam Sorensen this Friday, Bellator 271. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good to chat with you again. Oh, uh, yeah, it's good to chat with you as well. Um, obviously, we're early in fight week at this point, so just give us the picture of how these next few days are going to look for you. Uh, next few days, a whole lot of drinking water at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just finished my photo shoot with a very talented Lucas, I'm the Bellator photographer, but yeah, just interviews. Um, yeah, a couple of runs, light training sessions, drinking water, just getting in the mental place. Um, my amp, yeah, heading outside, getting a bit of sunlight, sitting around the pool, relaxing. Um, and then, yeah, come Friday, get into the zone and, <laughs> and get to work. You mentioned, obviously, runs, sitting by the pool. Um, have you noticed a bit more freedom now since the last time you fought? Sorry, my service must have just cleared. Did you so? Did you say have I noticed any more freedom? Yeah, because obviously, obviously, you were still under heavy COVID restrictions back then. Yeah, is it a no, bit looser for you now? No, actually, um, we had our rules meeting this morning. Bellator, even though we're fighting in Miami and um, and the, like you know COVID protocols and safety measures here in yeah. this Florida, um, Florida. State. Sorry, Florida is Florida. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but Bellator have still got their um, you know, their strict protocols to keep everyone here you know, the Bellator staff safe and all the fighters safe and obviously to make sure that the fights all go ahead. Um, you know, obviously COVID's still around. It hasn't just disappeared. So, um, yeah, we're still in a fight sphere here. So it's not like I can head off to the beach and um, <laughs> enjoy Miami on fight week, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I'm, we're sort of stuck here um, where we're staying, which is fine. There's a pool. Um, I've actually halfway through a really, really good book that I started yesterday on my flight here from Albuquerque. So, yeah, I, I like I said in my last story, like this isn't my first rodeo. I've been here. So um, I've just put myself through a super grueling eight-week fight camp. So it's just time for the next few days just to relax and, you know, um, unwind a little bit and then, you know, um, let my body rest. So on Friday night, I'm ready to go. Is this your first time down in Miami or have you been before? It, no, this is the first time. And that's why I was sort of like a little bit bummed that, like normally Monday and Tuesday of the fight week, I can sort of, you know, before COVID was here, yeah. I'd use the Monday and Tuesday sort of just to explore wherever I am in America, you know, obviously coming the whole way from Australia, um, I like to try and do as many touristy things as I can. But the last few times because of COVID, we've had to stay in the casino and whatnot. And then I've chosen to um, spend the next week wherever we are. Um, so last time was Connecticut. We went down to New York, spent some days there. But um, yeah, this is the first time I've been to Miami. And um, it's sort of bittersweet because I'm actually um, not going to see any of it because Saturday... Um, the day after the fight, I'm flying straight home to Australia. But I mean, I haven't been home for six months, so yeah. I'm actually really, really excited about that. So, giving up the opportunity to um, see Miami, but I'm sure I'll be back here in the future, and I can do that later on down the track. 
at least if you're not gonna get the hot weather in Miami you're gonna go back to an Australian summer so it can't be that bad right oh for sure yeah I'm <laughs> so excited to get home like I said it's been six months so you know my six original six week trip here to America for a fight camp yeah. for my last fights turned into six months so um yeah we've come to the end of it now so Friday night I'll go get the job done fly home on Saturday and spend some much needed quality time with my family and catch up with my friends so obviously, how has that been for you? Because obviously, we've had a lot of fighters from Australia, New Zealand go over to the US and fight during the pandemic. But yeah. you've basically relocated there alone without your family. How tough yeah. has that been? Um, oh, it has been tough. Definitely. There's, there's been times there that, um, especially a lot of times on a Sunday that I'll be scrolling through my photos and I get, and I get upset. Like, I mean, it's, it's been a big thing, even me originally choosing to come over here and be away from my family um, for such a long time to do a fight camp. But um, you know, I'm one of those people that make the most, most of any situation. And, and as I said to one of my teammates the other day, like I've been a mother now for 20 years. So, you know, this is the first time in six, uh, first time in 20 years, I've been entirely like not more selfish, um, towards something that, um, which is my fight career. So, you know, and the, the amount that I've grown, um, you know, as a fighter for the last six months, training at Jackson Wink, being there, but even also just as an individual too, like, um, you know, I've really stepped away from that motherly role. Like my kids have been at home, um, you know, they've been with my partner and then their dad and, and their stepmom and um, they've really taken the reins for me and looked after all that because there's not much you can do from, you know, all the way over here in America. But yeah, I've really focused on my fight career and made the most of the opportunities I've been given here. And, and to be honest, I've really seen um like my hard work pay off and I as I said before I can't wait to um showcase it again on Friday night obviously for someone who's as experienced as you been through boxing MMA it's good to get out of your comfort zone a little bit isn't it oh for sure um you know coming over to Jackson Wink yeah. back in May was very much out of my comfort yeah. zone um but yeah and, and again um you know after I lost my fight with Chris last year I went back to the drawing board and I decided that I wanted to have one more run at the at the Bellator World Title, and you know, and not leave any stone unturned. Which meant, you know, coming over here and and giving it a hundred percent, um, hundred and fifty percent, two hundred percent, you know, um, and being a full time athlete. Um, you know, back at home, I'm juggling family and home life. You know, work, training, this and that. So, you know, my attention split all different ways throughout the day whereas the last six months I've solely focused on being a professional athlete like enough time to recover between sessions enough time to do my recovery sessions more focus in my training time I'm not rushed um so yeah I've like I said I really noticed the difference and I can't wait to showcase it all you mentioned one last push basically um not this isn't the kind of thing you'd want to hear but how many fights do you see yourself having this is don't worry I get it especially from my mum I called my mum after my last fight and I'm like hey because she doesn't watch my fights she, yeah. she's only watched a couple of live boxing fights and that was enough for her so she definitely doesn't watch MMA yeah. but um all the highlights she'll watch if she knows I've won and I'm not injured yeah it's but a bit easier I, afterwards yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I called her and I was like hey mum I won my fight and um obviously she congratulated me and told me that she'd prayed for me and this and that and then she's like so when are you going to retire and I was like mum that's not something that you ask me <laughs> after I want to fight like <laughs> um but you know what um 
yeah i'm not i'm not putting a time limit on it at all yeah. because you know what like even spending these last six months training alongside holly who's just had a 40th birthday yeah. she just does not look well i don't even know what 40 is supposed to look like anymore because that girl is yeah. an absolute machine and um you know i was sort of coming over here at the beginning of the year going oh maybe i am getting a bit older and this and that but since being in albuquerque i'm thinking there is no limit to you know what i'm doing so at the moment while i'm feeling as good as i am and performing like yeah i'm not putting a limit on it so when i did say one more run at the title um yeah like i'm sort of meaning that one more run and i'm gonna win that title yeah yeah of course, <laughs> so, of course, of course. <laughs> so um yeah i just um yeah i'm not putting a limit on it. and obviously just recently like the um light heavyweight um ufc love it yeah yeah like i mean what's he 43 42 43 yeah 42 yeah i mean yeah. well there you go i as soon as that happened i messaged my partner i'm like well i'm fighting until i'm 50. <laughs> <laughs> well so that, um yeah sorry no go on oh no i was just well, it's kind of like a bit of a running joke in our household with my partner and i especially if you know i've got a couple of little niggly injuries in camp or something mm -hmm. they just seem to just disappear and he goes it must be those filipino genes i don't know what it is but um yeah I'll, I'll go to a physio and he'd be like oh you, you probably can't run or you, you can't punch or do something for so many weeks and fair enough, i'm straight back in the training session like training mats the next day and they're all like i don't know how you do it <laughs> yeah i've talked to other fighters and they say it's less about the number than sort of basically how you're feeling basically there are 40 yeah. year olds who feel great and there are 30 year olds who feel shot you know what i mean yep definitely and you know what if the passion's still there and you're still hungry yeah. for it um and you're still winning fights like, as well, well exactly so yeah yeah, yeah. obviously number one in the division it's like that's not the kind of place you want to be thinking about you know retire well no especially after i like just won my last fight this so i was like mom <laughs> i'm not i'm retiring the last thing on my mind <laughs> so obviously yeah. it's been four months since that fight which was a great performance just looking back reflect on that fight a little bit um yeah like i personally i felt like i didn't even get out of first gear yeah. i just sort of cruised through it which is the complete opposite to what mr jackson had asked me for <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we spoke about that because yeah he just he just wanted me to really push the pace and and step well and truly out of my comfort zone and just go out there and just give you know give it everything and show everyone you know what i've been doing and i literally just putted through which is what i was go like was going through my head at the time and how i felt after the fight but then obviously watching it back like it it wasn't me just putting along at all it was yeah it um it was a, like it was a pretty neat performance and yeah, obviously great the, performance. yeah to um as somebody actually mentioned to me the other day normally stoppages happen in early on in the rounds when people are obviously the fittest and the freshest and the fact that i can pull off a stoppage um in the third round and and you know and finish finish it then when most people are sort of like drained of energy and i was like well fitness is never anything that i doubt in um in the fights like i know i push hard you know right through to the very end so um yeah there's definitely things that i wish i had done in the fight but i mean in the end a stoppage wins you can't really complain yeah. about that so this is the second camp at jackson's right in terms of a full camp at least yeah 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 yep. um so how's that been for you and has there been any differences since the first time now you're more of a now you're more settled in for sure it's my home <laughs> um yeah i 
the, the longer I spend there, the more I feel like that's exactly where I need to be. Um, obviously, first time, um, like back from my last fight camp, I was adjusting to the altitude, adjusting to jet lag, um, still getting my bearings. Like, I mean, I'd been to Jackson's a few times, but just still getting a feel for, you know, your training partners, how the training week works, this and that. But going into um, this fight, I well, I pretty much didn't stop training. So I, you know, I flew back to Albuquerque straight after that fight and went straight back into training. Um so, yeah, as soon as we sort of got the word for this fight, we just obviously changed up, not really changed up, but we knew certain tactics that we were working towards, like as a fight game plan for this fight. But um, I felt like the progressions this fight camp were a lot easier because we'd already been working. Like I was already familiar, you know, doing my pad sessions with Coach Wink, doing my ground sessions um, with the other coaches, what working, yeah, working on solid things. And, um, yeah, I I'd like to be able to say I'll showcase the whole lot, but I mean, knowing me, it's probably just going to be a stand-up fight again, but um, I'm really happy with how my progression on the ground and, you know, all my you know cage work and everything that, and that's coming along my confidence in there to be a, like a, a true mixed martial artist and, and not just relying on my hands anymore. But I say this and yeah. I'll probably just go in there and <laughs> throw punches and that's where the fight's going to be. But um, I think Pam will be a good opponent um you know she she likes to grapple and wrestle and this and that so hopefully we can make an inter interesting fight so obviously with pam um it's her second fight in bellator but she's obviously coming from Invicta. she was a champion there and um, what are your just general thoughts on her when you offered that fight oh for sure i mean i saw her call out after her last fight it was a, a very respectful call out because she knew that my situation you know i was here in america and it's also a smart call from her too i mean i remember when i was you know, down in those lower ranks, you want to be chasing at number one. I mean, what better move, you know, coming over as the Inv former Invicta champion to a new promotion and then fighting and, you know, trying to take that number one spot. Um, but again, I've I've been here for a long, long time now and I'm not about to let somebody come in and, and take away all my years of hard work. But grateful that she's, um, you know, called me out and, and signed the contract because I know that there's a lot of other girls in the division that probably wouldn't have taken the fight and like or haven't agreed to fights with me in the past so anyone that's willing to sign that contract and get in with me like I've got the utmost respect for and I'm just grateful that we get to yeah fight on Friday night you know like she's been a veteran she's fought some big names she's um shared the cage with you know some big um big names and done a lot in her career too so um you know the record her record doesn't really sort of outline you know what she's capable of um doing and also when you look at her opponents that she's faced she's she's got some experience behind her so obviously you're, you're ranked number one. She's ranked number seven. Um, yeah. But you mentioned obviously there that doesn't necessarily reflect her and what she's done. Um, no. So with that, do you think that a win over Pam is enough to get you in the cage with, with Chris a second time? Or do you think there's a little bit more that needs to be done? Um, well, I know that it took me it took me three, three wins to get the shot at, with Cyborg. So I'm not, I've said it in other interviews, I'm not a person to jump up and down and say, I deserve this or I deserve that. So, um, you know, I'll let the Bellator matchmakers de decide. You know, obviously I'm not looking past Friday night. I've got to get that win first and go from there. Obviously, if it's a spectacular win or a super impressive um, performance, that will obviously steer the matchmakers into thinking that I'll be the next in line. But I know that there's Katz and Garner. There's a lot of people, you know, wanting that fight to happen between her and Chris. Um, obviously, Julia's not in the picture anymore. So, um, yeah, again, 
at this stage, I'm happy just to be fighting. Um, you know, if there's somebody else that wants to jump in with me, obviously, if, they, if Kat wants to have a fight and obviously that becomes the number one contender, um, you know, I want to stay active. But yeah, for sure, everything I do at the moment is to, um, you know, get another shot at Chris. But like I said, I'm not the one to decide and I'm not going to jump up and down and, and demand anything. Um, I've been great, given great opportunities by Bellator in the past um, and they haven't let me down in the past. So we'll just, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, obviously, you mentioned Kat there. She's someone who's come in, had a couple fights in Bellator, not necessarily against the top names in the division, but she's obviously found herself high ranked. Um, yeah. Would you, if they come to you and say, we want you to fight Kat, because we don't really know what Kat's doing at the minute. Um, if they yeah. say, you're going to fight Kat, and then the winner faces Chris, how do you feel about that? Oh, well, I'd do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if I'm willing to fight Chris, then I'll, yeah, like I said, I'll fight anyone and I've never turned down um, the opportunity to fight anyone. To be honest, I actually thought that this fight was going to be against Kat. Um, and when I got offered the contract against Pam, I was a bit surprised. But again, I'm here to fight. So, um, yeah, I'll get past Friday night and then whatever happens after that, I'll sign whoever, whoever it is that they give me. And as the number one fighter, I should be willing to do that because, yeah. you know, unless uh, if it's not a fight with Chris, then it'll be someone that's obviously ranked below me. And, you know, I shouldn't be afraid or worried or, or scared or anything to fight anybody, which I never have been. So, um, yeah, Friday night first and then Christmas at home with the family and, and then we'll worry about next year, next year. <laughs> um, so we mentioned Jackson's a little while ago. And obviously, yeah. last time we talked, we mentioned this little group you've got with Holly and Clarissa, all three of you coming from boxing. Um, yeah. How good has it been this time, obviously, all having training camp around the same time? Obviously, Clarissa fought a few weeks ago. Holly yeah. was supposed to fight last month, but ended up yeah. pouring out. Um, has that been beneficial, all of you being in a serious camp mode at the same time? Oh, definitely. It was. Um, it's the first time that I've been around Holly when she's been in a fight camp. So to see what you know she does when she's in camp and just yeah obviously bouncing off her bouncing off each other um and then Clarissa too seeing how much she improved like I mean just remembering what it was like and it's nice for me to obviously take a few steps back and remember how far I've come in my journey because you know seeing what she's going through was exactly what we went through when we started so you know she made some massive massive improvements in her um second fight even though she didn't get the win um, you know, a couple of little things she obviously she could have done better and this and that, but I mean, it's all a learning game and she's learning on the fly on the world stage on a massive promotion with the whole world watching her. Um, you know, as I, as I said to someone else, um, you know, I got to have a couple of fights on smaller promotions with not many people watching. So um, not many people at all watching. <laughs> so, you know, I, I can't imagine what she's going through. Obviously she's used to the limelight though. She's, you know, you don't win two gold medals without, knowing how to deal with pressure but um you know there's also a lot of other great fighters at jackson wing we've got a really good girls group at the moment so um kaylee ontef who fights on um for invicta she's another 145er um she's a great training partner um obviously michelle waterson's just come back from being overseas from filming so she's back on the match training so just to have that experience um around us and then a few up-and-coming girls that are Amy, amy's at the moment that are making their pro debut shortly but um yeah a really good girls group but also really good guys um the guys have pushed me well this training camp a lot of the wrestling guys that have um obviously pushing me on the sparring mats making sure that my takedown defense is on point 
So, um, yeah, no, really, really good camp. Um, really appreciated training with everyone there and, you know, fighters from all around the world and we've all got that common interest and that bond and, uh, yeah, Team Jackson Wink. Who are some of the guys you've been working with the most, other than obviously the names we've already mentioned? Um, I've got, oh, there's a few of them. I'm going to feel really bad if I leave anyone out. Um, but there's a lot of 145, so Damon, um, he's actually fighting, I think, in a week and a half. Um, Rocky actually fought last night and he won. Um, Isaiah is another guy and Ricardo, do a lot of sparring with them. Obviously, Aaron, I don't really do any of his hard sparring rounds, but we'll partner up in the light drilling before the sparring <laughs> because that that kid punches super hard and I, it's funny like our last sparring sessions um I'm looking across the cage and he's obviously got like guys partnered up with him and I'm in the other cage and they it's like the guys are literally just getting fed to him because he is punching hard um who else am I working with um Aaron Mitchell um he's he's actually got a fight coming up but yeah um Andrew, yeah, there's heaps of guys and I'm going to feel really bad that I'm like forgetting anyone, but yeah, everyone that I'm training with, thank you. <laughs> um, you did a little bit of a Q&A on Instagram a little while ago. Um, yeah. One of the questions you got asked was about the possibility of going to the UFC after yeah. your contract with Bellator. You gave it the um, thumbs down emoji. Just, I did. Um, yeah. Expand on that a little bit. Was that a financial thought or was that just looking at the way the division has panned out in the UFC? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, if I went to the UFC, I've got the opportunity to fight at Bantamweight too. Like, I mean, I can, like, I fought at Bantamweight. But at the moment, uh, I've had opportunities in the past. Like, I mean, I was, um, you know, when the featherweight girls did the the Tough House, an opportunity to go over then. Um, I was approached last year to see what I was doing after a contract. So, yeah, I know that they have been interested in me, um, like, in the past. But at the moment, yeah, like, as I said, I've been with Bella now for seven years loyalty is a really really big thing but who have been really really good to me you know I've had two title shots um I make good money with the promotion I'm I'm in well with the ops team like they're my they they actually care about me as a fighter so yeah those sorts of things really mean a lot to me and as you get older you realize that like how much those sorts of things do mean to you so yeah at this at this stage, I, yeah, I don't think I've got an interest in going over. Like, I'm, I'm actually really, really happy here with Bellator. So, and there's enough girls for me to fight. And my goal is to get that Bellator world title. So, that's what I want. Obviously, there's not as much security in the UFC as well because of there's maybe three or four girls in that division. Um, we just saw Megan Anderson get cut after a title shot. Um, so, you, you yeah. never know what's going to happen with that division. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, I know, I know, I'm getting looked after here. There is security here, um, and yeah, if I want to be fighting until I'm 50, I know that Bellator will keep me on. <laughs> Obviously, it's been a bit quiet with Megan Anderson. Um, she's doing some broadcasting with the UFC, I think. Yeah. But do you think there's the possibility of her? I think we probably talked about this last time. But do you think there's yeah. the possibility of her joining the Bellator roster? Um. Oh, of course. I'm not sure. Like I, I answered this question a little while ago. Um, you know, I think there, there's even the, the possibility of PFL. Like, I, you know, she, she could she could be a 155, but um, I'm not too sure. Like I haven't reached out. It's none of my business to, you know, message her and be like, oh, hey, what you doing? <laughs> um, you know, she's she's doing a thing at the moment. She's doing, I mean, she might, I'm not too sure if she is going to be fighting. I'm not too sure. Maybe she's negotiating contracts or whatever, but 
Um, obviously, she comes to Bellator. I welcome her. Like, it's another Aussie on the um, on the card. We've got Janae Harding already, and like, we're friends, and we haven't crossed paths on the Bellator scene. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to always support a fellow Aussie, and um, you know, wish her all the best in whatever she decides with the future. Obviously, Janae is someone who's also pretty much relocated to the US at this point as well, yeah. right? She's yeah, she, yeah, she's Diego. actually going to be here on Friday night commentating. So, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned in that Q and A. You used to work at Coca-Cola. Yes. Talk to me about that. What was that like? Uh, yeah, good. I used to, um, I started off working um, in the store, but I ended up being out on the road doing quality assurance. So that suited me because I'm not a sit at a desk sort of person or sit in the same spot. I like to be off. So that was really cool. And it kind of fitted in with like my lifestyle to just be out and about. So um yeah, I just, when I was actually writing that today, it surprised me just how much I actually used to do on top of training two or three times a day as well. Like super early mornings, getting up, coaching, training myself, getting back home, getting the kids ready for school, dropping my son off, you know, working, picking him up, mentoring in the afternoon, training myself, dropping him to soccer. Like it was just a logistical nightmare and uh, on a very, very tight schedule, but where there's a will, there's a way. And those sorts of things are a nice reminder of like how far I've sort of come in this last, yeah, like 10 months and, and the life that I have now um, that I appreciate to be able to do. Is there part of you that misses that or you're just pretty happy with how things are now? <laughs> no, I was even saying, <laughs> I mean, once upon a time I used to get up at four, oh, quarter past four and I'd be running by 4.30 a.m. in the morning and then training at 5 a.m. till 6 and then, yeah, there is no way I do that now. I don't have to do that, so I don't yeah. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, I get it. Obviously, fighting Pam Sorensen this Friday, but the main event, Chris Cyborg and Sinead Kavanagh. Um, just give me some thoughts on that fight. Um, well, I'm a former opponent to both girls, and all I can say is that if those girls stand in the middle of the cage and throw down, it's going to be an like, entertaining fight for the crowd because... I've been on the receiving end of Sinead's punches and that girl hits hard and it's no secret that Chris does. So yeah, if it's a boxing fight in those four ounce gloves, it'll be entertaining. But yeah, I think Chris is a bit too well-rounded. She's got the, she's the complete package. So, you know, obviously if she's in any danger on the feet, she knows where she can take the fight. Did you see the um, Bellator card last week in Ireland? Yeah, I know that she would be, um, you know, super disappointed that she doesn't get that Irish crowd behind her. Um, like it looked like it was phenomenal. And obviously you go to any Irish pub and like the crowd's always just crazy there. Like whenever they see any, like I remember being um, in New York when Conor McGregor fought Mayweather and the Irish were going off there. So I cannot imagine how electrifying the crowd was at in Dublin on the weekend. So um, yeah, it's unfortunate that Sinead doesn't get that. But, um, you know, I'm sure she's going to be super pumped. Like, she was jumping up and down for this fight for some time, saying that she's got what it takes to beat Chris. So, you know, she looks in phenomenal shape. I've seen photos of her. I haven't actually seen her in person yet. But, yeah, she looks like she's been doing the hard work. And um, as you do, you're preparing for a five-round war with, you know, one of the most feared women on the, on the planet. And, and it was labelled that for many, many years. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Was part of the thinking of being on this card, and obviously that's not your decision, that's Bellator's decision, but part of the thinking being if someone, presumably Sinead, had to drop off for whatever reason, jump in there against Cyborg? 100%. We were ready for a five-rounder. Yeah. I said that early on. But um, we 
Oh no, I did know. Yeah, I did know pretty early on that um, that Sinead and before it was announced, Sinead and Chris were on this card. I didn't actually push to be on this card for that reason. I was actually hoping to be fighting earlier on in October. Um, I just knew that being stuck here in America for um, like for all this time, I knew I wanted to fight again before I flew home. So I'm just I'm glad to be on this card. I didn't actually get to speak to Chris after our last like after our fight last year. Um, I was doing medicals and then she had, um, you know, interviews and this and that. So we, we didn't actually get to speak after the fight. And, you know, I, I would yeah, like to have a conversation with her and talk to her. It was an honor to share the cage and um, great things happened for me after that loss. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to actually be able to sit back and watch her and Sinead fight in person. That's cool. You haven't seen Chris so far this week, huh? No, not yet. Um, to be honest, I haven't actually left my room. Um, to, <laughs> I all I did. Sorry, I went down to do my Bellator check in and oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, and do my photos just before. But I, especially today, because today's my last. Um, I've got two, like had two gallons of water to drink, so I've literally just been in my room reading my book, drinking my water, and and going to the toilet fairly regularly. <laughs> okay. Um... It's a question I'm going to ask you every time until it actually happens. Bellator, Australia. Obviously, we've got certain COVID lockdowns at the minute, but how far yeah. away do you think that is? Oh, I don't know. Hopefully soon, because I definitely, um, I mean, I would be super bummed that it came to Australia and I wasn't the person fighting on the card, obviously being the first Australian female. So, like, yeah, I hope it happens within my career. Like, you know, it um, yeah. being the first female Australian son to the card. I definitely be want to. I want to be that girl. But um, yeah, obviously COVID makes things hard. But I might get in there this this week and see where they what yeah. they're thinking. <laughs> so obviously we've got yourself, Janae, in the women's division. But there isn't off the top of my head that many Australian New Zealand fighters in the male division. Obviously we've got JJ Wilson, but I can't really think of anyone else. Yeah. Do you think no. there needs to be a bit more than that? for then the demand to come for a Bellator event in Australia? Yeah, I'm surprised. Obviously, um, you know, if the card was in Australia, it would open up the avenues for Australians to fill the card. You know, mm -hmm. the foreigners would be brought over and yeah. be a, a lot of Australian New Zealand fighters. That's how, that's how it's happened here in England. So Yeah, yeah. So um, it's definitely a conversation that I want to be having with Bellator anyway for like just a little, you know, life after fighting, what I sort of want to be doing with the promotion and, and definitely scouting talent in the Southern hem Hemisphere is something that I want to be doing. Um, you know, staying pretty active within the, the MMA scene in Australia and New Zealand and, and seeing the up-and-comers because, you know, obviously back in the day, everyone used to strive for the UFC, but as a, as Bellator's building, you know, becoming more and more of a, a brand, um, you know, a lot of people wanting to fight for these promotions. I guess, you know, me being at Jackson Wink, a lot of the fighters there are Bellator fighters as well. And um, they're seeing that it's a lot nicer to be fighting for a promotion that, um, you know, respect you and treat you well and give you opportunities before you're um, somewhat established as a fighter. Yeah. Um, just finally, obviously, the fight this Friday night. Um, ideal world. Obviously, we see a first-round knockout, but just how do you see this one going? Oh, man, I'd really like a submission win, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, we've been, we've been working pretty solid, um, and it's just um, even working with my mental coach. I, I've had the goods with me for a long, long time, but it's just not 
backing myself. Um, so yeah, I've, it's something that we've been transitioning a lot on in my sparring rounds and, and you know, in, in class and stuff like that. Um, I'm a physically strong girl and I, I know what I'm doing. So um, a submission win would be super cool. Um, a head kick would also, a head kick knockout would be pretty cool too. But in saying that, a win's a win. So yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> awesome. I want to thank you for the time today, Arlene. Just shout out any sponsors you've got or anything else you want to say just quickly. Awesome. Um, well, I'm going to shout out to both my kids and my partner back home in Australia. I always do. Kayla and Kian, can't wait to see you. Um, all my sponsors. So I've got some um, sponsors that have been on board since day one and 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 more um, recent ones that have come on board. I appreciate you all. Um, you know, I put a, a post up today tagging everybody, but um, we've got Muscle Bros, AH Glass Fencing, uh, Resolute TV, Snatch Active Wear, um, Compliant Clad Victoria, Chatter Paint, um, Kendra Lust, um, Gain Coin, um, Three Kings Finance, Southlands Real Estate. And I really hope that I haven't forgotten anyone because that would make me the worst person, but I don't think I have. So I appreciate you all. Again, I would not be able to be here for six months without... Um, you know, obviously the backing of, of all of you guys. So thank you. You didn't think you were going to get through that without me picking up on you saying Kendra Lust, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just had to put my sponsor um, banner in and they were like, so what's this one here? And I'm like, well, Kendra. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. So how, she's, how, how long has that been a thing? Uh, this, this fight camp yeah. is the first time that she's been on board. Um, yeah, as, as a sponsor, but she, she's a big fan of the MMA scene. Um, she sponsors a lot of fighters now and um, she's at a lot of shows and stuff. So, yeah, it's cool that she's using her platform to, you know, obviously help up, like people come like up and coming fighters and, and support people and, and this and that. So I haven't met her in person. So I'm not too sure. I actually have to send her a message and see if she's coming on Friday night. I'm not sure where she is at the moment. Yeah, because I've seen like different fighters posting on their stories and things. I've been a bit like, I'm wondering what's going on here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's um, like I said, it's super cool that she's using her platform to, you know, help build up other people's, um, you know, fan base and, and supporting something, uh, which is pretty cool. All right. Um, shout out where people can find you on social media. It's the Aussie Girl Anger Fist with some underscores, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely um, give my page a follow. I'm pretty active on socials. I post a lot of my stories and, and this and that. Um, I always try and return messages or um, reply to comments too. So, um, yeah, don't be a stranger if you want to give me a shout out or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for the time today, Arlene. Best of luck this weekend. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks.